Kentucky waterfall. You know, it's a practical hairstyle. I don't see what the big fuss is. <laughs> Welcome to Scrollin', episode 84. I'm Ket. Joining me, as always, Davius Starjumper. How's it going, dude? It's going good. Home improvement projects all caught up, or yeah, you still have some I going? Actually was, I actually was playing ESO. Wow. Davius Starjumper, ladies and gentlemen. Two days in a row I was on. Huh? Back to back. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Great to have you back, dude. We've been having a blast doing some BGs, actually. It's been pretty fun getting into this new meta and stuff. Um, so let's get into that. We're, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the, the current PvP environment in this uh, Update 35 situation that we're in here. Um, so it's been live for about a week now on PC. Uh, consoles still have to wait another week, but uh, we've had a pretty good chance to get in there and do a bunch of BGs and uh, just kind of get a sense of how the meta is shaping up. Things are still in flux. Things are still kind of flushing themselves out. So this is just kind of like a week's worth of observations. Um, so we'll see how it all evolves. But um, the main thing that I want to talk about first is how kind of the consensus among the PvP community seems to be you know, this patch ain't so bad. It's not too bad. Uh, for as much dread and everything that was happening during the PTS and everything, and, you know, this is one of the most negative receptions I've seen ever um, uh, during a, a public test cycle. Um, and for all that negativity, now a lot of that stuff was walked back. Some of that stuff that we were dreading, they actually reverted and said, okay, never mind, we're not doing those things. Uh, so that's part of why it's not so bad. But even yeah. the things that went through, I think we're finding actually things are pretty all right right now. I really think that that kind of hits the nail on the head with it. I think there was so much change through that PTS that it was just kind of like when it actually came live, it was like, all right, this is bearable. This is actually not bad. But there was just so much overhaul and so much change. And then like th even things taken back, you know, like, yes, they did take some things back, but it's still just kind of gearing up and preparing for the change and then looking at things. It was kind of like, all right, what are, like, what are we in store for here? Yeah, it kind of, for the people who were following along the whole time during PTS and everything, it, it kind of was difficult to get a clear sense of what is this meta even really going to be looking <laughs> like. I think one prediction that a lot of people made that has definitely come true is that this is a very tanky meta. Uh, and that's probably the one, like, big complaint. Like, you know, not everything's perfect right now. There are, there are a lot of good things about this current patch, but it is way, way, way too tanky. Definitely too tanky. And that seems to be pretty much everyone across the board is kind of in agreement there. Um, but the the kind of silver lining to that is the way that it is tanky, like all the things that are making it such a tanky meta are things that everyone benefits from, right? It's mm -hmm. not one specific class or one kind of build or anything like that. Like uh, it applies to everyone. So I get to enjoy it as much as everybody else. It's not my favorite type of meta, but at least I get to enjoy that, that aspect of it without having to change my build and stuff like that. Yeah. It's definitely extremely tanky, and it is too tanky, but it does create some pretty fun, just straight up brawls. That, that is uh, true. They're pretty you can real dog piles. Yes. And you really can enjoy, like, you can jump into that big meat blender. You know, there's like a dog pile of 10 players all just kind of smashing into each other, and you can kind of jump in there and mm -hmm. not worry about just melting right away. You can kind of hang in there and, and, and do a little something. Davis, I know typically you kind of. 
you don't mind tankier metas compared to me, or a- as much anyway. Yeah, I really do enjoy tankier metas, but this one is, it's like just over the line for me. It's a little bit too tanky in the sense that uh, there's not a lot of kills. And I think the, you know, I think a part of that is, is that, you know, we're seeing damages down for everybody across the board, but healing is doesn't seem to be down at all. Like, healing numbers seem just the exact same, and so... Uh, I think that there's some really tanky players or some things out there that are making things really tanky, but uh, the heals, man. Even if you get a health bar down or if you even get somebody in to execute, man, that health bar is going to pop right back up. Yeah, and it seemed like we were getting some cross-healing nerfs this patch, and I guess technically we have because all the sticky hots are a lot weaker, but I think that's largely overshadowed by the fact that we're we're so deep into this hybrid meta now that basically everyone's a healer. Like yeah. Stamina, Magicka, everyone has really strong heals. So like, even if you're on a team that doesn't actually have a healer, most likely all three of your teammates have a heal that they can hit you with if they need to. Uh, so everyone just kind of has everyone's back, which is kind of nice, but that in conjunction with a lot of other factors, um, it's a bit much. Um, so some factors that are contributing to this tanky meta, to this high survivability meta, uh, there's quite a lot of them. Uh, dots are a lot weaker. Light attacks are weaker. A lot of heavy hitting class abilities like jabs, subassault, molten whip, crystal weapon, bound armaments. Uh, those have all been nerfed. Oaken Soul was nerfed. Plague Break was nerfed. Savage Werewolf was nerfed. Uh, Dark Convergence was nerfed. Uh, so just a lot of stuff that you kind of have to deal with quite a bit in Battlegrounds uh, is a lot weaker or just non-existent now. Um, most people have minor resolve now because that was added to Vigor, so anyone using that is just a little bit tankier for that reason. Um, so it's just a lot of stuff. On top of that, uh, Wardens have become incredibly popular. They're back, man. They're back. They're very much back. And I think we missed this prediction, or at least I did, on the last episode. I was saying Nightblaze are going to kind of have the number one spot as far as popularity goes, but it's that seems to be going to Wardens, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they definitely... I can't tell if it's because they were, they've been just completely absent for so long, and now you're just seeing them, or if, or if it's just the fact that they really are the most popular, but they are definitely back. I, I think they are definitely the most popular class choice right now. I'm wondering, as the patch goes on, if that's going to continue to be the case, though, um, because... The things that, the thing that wardens are really really good at is basically staying alive, mm-hmm. like not dying, and keeping their teammates alive and and making them stronger. I'm really not seeing a ton of wardens just raking in the kills. You know, as as many wardens as yep. I'm seeing, as many really good wardens as I'm seeing, I'm not I'm not seeing astronomical kill counts really from any wardens. And I think right now people are just kind of excited that wardens have been buffed and they're more competitive and they're just kind of dusting them off to play with their wardens because they haven't in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as time goes on, people are going to be like, all right, I need something that can get some kills. Where's my sorcerer? Where's my night blade? <laughs> um, I think that's going to evolve a little bit, but that's contributing quite a bit to the tanky meta as well, because, uh, wardens, they, they heal their allies. Uh, they give everyone uh 10% extra health. They help everyone keep their armor buff active. Uh, so just their presence alone, there's a very high chance you're going to have a warden on your team in battlegrounds. Um, so they're making you tankier on top of everything else that's yeah. making you tankier. Um, that's a big, big part of it as they're, well. They, there's some. They've got a, uh, a tanky kit for sure. 
extremely. I, I'm I'm going to be talking about my warden later on, but um, I was kind of I'm testing some things out, going back and forth. But the uh, uh, what's the other what's the other morph of, of shimmering shield? I can't remember the other one. Uh, crystallized uh, slab is that what it's called? Yeah. So I was actually testing crystallized slab, and on my warden, it has a 40k damage shield. 40. Yeah. 000. I mean. It. I was testing with that, and just seeing that, oh my gosh! I mean, it. It. There's some. There's some seriously, and that's just one of their. You know, that's just one thing they have, but they've definitely got some serious tanky. An uh, extremely good abilities. defensive kit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so it's definitely a good time to be playing wardens. But I do think. I do think that their popularity is going to decline a bit over time, just because they're. They don't seem to have that killing power that other classes have, uh, even now. Um, now I was saying that Nightblades, they're not the number one spot in terms of popularity, but I am seeing a fair number of them out there. Um, probably fewer than I was last patch. Like there were a ton last patch, yeah, but a lot of those builds were, um, crutching pretty hard on Oaken Soul. And I think, you know, even though Nightblades have gotten some really nice buffs this patch, I don't think all those buffs added up, I don't think make up for the Oaken Soul nerf. You know, um, so I think a lot of those people are kind of bouncing over to Wardens right now. But I do think that um, Nightblades are well represented in Battlegrounds. I see a few of them in every uh, match almost. Hybridization has been really good for them in Battlegrounds. You know, there was a time, we've said it lots of times in the past on this show, don't bring a Nightblade to Battlegrounds. You know, <laughs> yeah. for, if, if we're playing oh, in a yeah. group, like you don't, we don't want to, that's like the least desirable spec to have. Um, but hybridization has helped them quite a bit. Like I can heal my team now. And, yeah, absolutely. And Nightblades seem to be pretty balanced at the moment. Like mine does really good damage. He gets really, really good kills. He's probably my best build right now, honestly. Yeah. But I definitely don't feel like it's overpowered. I'm not like just like running away with it or anything like that. They, as far as battleground specifically goes, I think this is probably the best spot Nightblades have ever been in. I think that just like what you said there is their ability now to to heal and throw heals out to the team uh, combined with, you know, like they've always been with the stealth and things like that. They're very difficult to, to kill and they usually don't have a lot of deaths. And so, you know, low death count and then throwing out team heals that that actually works out to be a pretty great team member in a battleground. Yeah. And they have the they have the damage to kind of justify their presence as well and get those kills. Uh, Crimson says Nightblade can't go into Battlegrounds. Well, uh, in the past, <laughs> they were kind of the least desirable, especially Stamblades were the least desirable spec to have because they weren't really very good at ganking people with no CP and they didn't really have any kind of group utility of any kind. So they're just like literally anything else is a better choice for yeah. group synergy and, and all that stuff. Uh, not really the case, though. I think they have yeah. a really good spot in groups now. Yeah, for the longest time, it was if you had a Nightblade on your team, you were basically down uh, a team member in fights. And you're right, that's that's not the case anymore. It has changed. Yeah. So anyway, good for Nightblades. They're not the number one spot. But honestly, I think as this meta evolves over the next couple of months, I think we're going to see them pretty close to the top. Um, another big, big defining factor of this meta is this new set, Mara's Balm. It's one of the new rewards for the Worthy sets. Uh, it's a heavy armor set. Uh, as a reminder, the five-piece bonus is uh, when a negative effect is removed from you, restore 2,111 health. Period. <laughs> period, yeah. Important <laughs> period in that, in that set right there. Um, and then when you take damage and have six or more negative effects, 
cleanse all negative effects. And that can happen every 15 seconds. So the cleanse all negative effects thing, that happens every 15 seconds. But the restore 2011 health whenever a negative effect is removed, that has no cooldown. So when that, you know, you take damage when you have six or more negative effects and then all, all negative effects are cleansed. Well, when all of those effects are cleansed, each one of those effects procs that 2,111 heal. You know, so if you have six, say you say have six negative effects on you, they all automatically cleanse and you get a 12,000 heal at that moment, plus cleanse everything at the same time. So that's pretty strong. That's a very strong thing, but that's not even what makes this set so strong, right? That, that has a 15 second cooldown. If that's all it was, you can just wait for that to happen and you have 15 whole seconds to kill that person, you know, that would be no big deal. But what makes this set so strong is that that 2000 heal, uh, when a negative effect is removed, that procs way, way, way more often than you think it would. Because uh, it's not just when an effect is cleansed, it says when it is removed. And what it considers to be removed is like almost anything. Even if like if a dot just naturally expires, that counts. That procs the set. Um, if a status effect runs out, that counts. If, uh, if an effect is reapplied, say someone applies uh, Major Breach to you and they apply Major Breach again, um, well, then the previous instance of Major Breach counts as being removed. And so that procs the set to heal you as well. So there's just a lot of instances where you end up proccing this thing when when you wouldn't think it would. Yeah. And it creates a lot of situations where you may, you know, you're laying your combo into someone and you think that you're working them down and then you kind of go through your combo and they're just, they're, their health just builds back up. It's almost like as you're throwing things on them, you're just healing them rather than actually damaging them. Oh yeah. I've seen troll builds, quite a few actually, that'll just wander out into the middle of a battle. And they're not even holding block. They're not attacking anyone. They're just standing there waiting for someone to attack them because they know they can't die. And guess what? They're right. They can't die. Yeah, they're just uh, healing right back up. Um, there's already been a dev comment on the forums. They're they're planning to nerf this, I think, next week. Um, they said they're going to nerf the healing. Um, so I don't know if they really are aware of like what's making it so strong, which is the fact that that thing has no cooldown and that so many different things can proc it. but. I don't know, maybe if they bring that, that heal down to around yeah. 600 or so, maybe that would be balanced. I feel like they would have to nerf that heal quite a bit. Yeah, I was, I, I'm surprised that it's, not, that it's not changing the removed part to like cleansed. Instead of saying when a negative effect is removed from you, a negative effect is cleansed from you. Yeah. That, that's what I expected the nerf to be, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how much they nerf that heal. Yeah, that's what they said, but who knows when it actually happens, what will actually end up being the case but that's a big big factor and what's making everything so tanky and and kind of that's the broken thing right every every q3 we just expect now q3 dlc we're getting some busted broken pvp set at least one <laughs> there's gonna to the be game. one out there um this is the one right now <laughs> so that's kind of what's going on in the battlegrounds meta right now before we move on i want to tell a funny story relating to battlegrounds uh, shout out to Uncle Sam, uh, me and Davius and Sam. We all uh, grouped up a couple of nights ago and uh, queued up for some BGs and group BGs. And uh, we got into this one match. And as we were waiting for the match to start, we pulled up the scoreboard to see the, the list of names that are in there like we always do. 
every single player on the opposing teams were like S tier. Some of yes. the best players we know in this game, like every single one are just absolute monsters. And we were talking about that before the match even started about how miserable the match was going to be. Yeah, we were just like, oh my gosh, guys, we just got into the all-star match. Like, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> just get ready. This is not going to be pleasant. Um, So the match starts. I think it was a crazy king. We run to the middle, and we just, all right, we're bracing for impact. You know, we're going to do our best, and here we go. And nothing really happens. And. No. We're like looking at the battlefield and the other two teams are clashing and they're going at it and they're just completely ignoring us. And we even run in there and like try to get into the fight and they're like not even really fighting back. You know, they're just like. They don't even care that we're there. There were ants to these people. Yes. And uh, I was just thinking like, man, this is so much worse than getting stomped. (laughs) It was. It was so disrespectful. I mean, we were, they were just in a constant locked battle and we were just chasing after the fight. I mean, running in the middle of it, hitting them, throwing combos. We were trying. They they didn't even look at us. It was just, they just locked with each other and it was just like, oh my goodness. We were just so not a threat to them. They didn't even want to waste their resources when they could just focus on each other. It was pretty funny, but man, yeah, I kind of wish they just stomped us you know <laughs> yeah it would have been better the disrespect was it was a new a new level of different disrespect yeah i was like man i don't i gotta think about that i gotta log off and think about this for a while guys that was <laughs> that was pretty funny though really i've never run up and you know and i i think i was playing my my warden just you know a brawly and i've never just i mean running up on people melee range hitting them and they're just, they never even turned around. Just, yeah, uh, they're back to us the whole time. Well, and, you know, they were legit pre-maids, you know, they were probably yep. pretty well optimized. Whenever we group up, we basically are all just running a solo build in a group together, you know, so I never yeah. really expect to do super well in those kinds of matches. I guess kind of props to those teams for kind of being polite, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. You can at least just kind of fight us a little bit next time. You yeah. just feel like we're <laughs> we're doing something. Anyway, yeah, I think the BG meta is looking pretty good. All classes are pretty well represented, other than Warden's kind of being a little um, more than everybody else. But aside from that, I see uh, a little bit of everybody in there, even Templars. Templars are still alive and kicking, if you can imagine that. That's the most surprising part to me. Yeah, they're definitely out there. Uh Grizzly Khan says, not with jabs, though. Yeah, the the kind of prevailing... Um, well, a lot of Stamplars are using Flurry, and Battleground's kind of the prevailing uh, Magplar setup is a ranged Magplar, and they're really focusing on that beam. Visually, the new jabs, yeah. It kind of... It kind of grows on you, I think, after a little while. Or not necessarily grows on you, you just kind of stop noticing. I do prefer the old one, though, for sure. But at this point, it's like my brain doesn't even register that anything different is happening. Well, let's talk about some builds. And I think this is probably going to be the uh, the bulk of the episode. We have a, a number of builds to talk about here. Uh, I'm actually feeling pretty good about quite a few of my builds. They've been um, performing pretty well. I've had to make a few adjustments. Um, number one build I want to talk about is Old Reliable. Old Betsy. 
my uh, my stamina Templar. She's still with us. <laughs> yeah. She's still kicking. We were worried about her coming into this meta. Templar is getting a, a ton of uh, nasty nerfs and uh, and all of that. And so I've been kind of dreading this, but I've I've been kind of saying to myself going into this meta, like we're gonna we're gonna tackle Betsy head on. We're gonna make sure she stays viable, stays competitive, uh, and all that stuff. And Betsy, she continues to evolve and adapt and and overcome adversity. And it's kind of a funny thing because I've been dreading these nerfs and everything. I've been thinking this is going to be such a bad patch for Betsy. And the nerfs are real. I can definitely tell that they're there. I definitely have lost damage. No question about that. But getting that damage loss has kind of caused me to um, search for ways to make the build better and to tweak the build and, and, and fit in with this meta a little better. And I think the end result is really that I have a better build than I had before even. We still have lost damage, but that's just something we have to accept. And yeah. basically everyone has lost damage this patch, you know? So in my experience so far in Battlegrounds, it kind of it kind of evens out. I feel like I'm doing less damage to everyone else, but they're all dealing a lot less damage to me as well. So that's just that's just what the meta is right now. Um, so I guess all of that dread and everything was just kind of for naught. I've been playing with Betsy more than any of my other characters since this <laughs> patch has dropped, and I've been having a pretty good time. Uh, the build has been tweaked a little bit. The The gear setup now is Deadly Strikes as a double bar set, Wretched Vitality as a back bar set with a bow, uh, the Vatishran two-hander on the front bar. That's right, I did Vatishran Arena. Oh yeah. Uh, finally. Gaze of Sithis, Mythic Helm, and One Piece Magma Incarnate. So really similar to the build that I had been using for a long time. Basically the, the main thing that has changed is I, I used to use the Master Bow on the back bar. And I've kind of shifted everything around so that now I'm using the Vatishran two-hander on the front bar. All the other components are the same as they used to be. They've just kind of shifted around to accommodate that change. Um, so I think that was a good change, trading the Master Bow, bow out and replacing it with the, the Vatishran two-hander. Um, Master Bow is nice, but the thing about it is you have to hit someone with poison injection, and then you get 330 weapon and spell damage against that target. Right, and if they if they dodge it or if they cleanse it or anything like that, you have to keep casting it on them and make sure it stays on them, or you're missing out on a lot of your damage. Um, and if you want to, like, say, say you want to switch targets, start attacking someone different, you have to make sure they have poison injection first. You know, and it's, you have to do it all over again. Uh, whereas with the Vatishran two-hander, it's giving your character 300 weapon and spell damage straight to the stat sheet. And you don't have to worry about any of that. If you want to attack mm -hmm. someone, you just attack them. Yep. Uh, and it applies to everybody. So I really like that. It's a similar amount of damage, but way easier to use. It it simplifies my combo, my rotation, all of that. I also have the option to use that heavy attack to get that extra uh, burst attack in my combo, which I don't really do uh, very often. I usually just hang on to that 300 weapon spell damage, but I like having that option. Sometimes I, I do do that. I still think Deadly Strikes is the best five-piece set for a Stamplar. I tried a few others. I tried uh, Dagon's Dominion. I tried uh, Spriggan. I tried Briarheart. Um, Deadly Strikes is still the most damage of any of those um, consistently. So I'm still sticking with Deadly. And probably the most significant change that I've made is I've started using the Living Dark ability. And I know any Templar listening is thinking like, yeah, duh, dude. Why? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the one. That's the ability. You gotta that's use the that. the ability. 
Uh, I've seen the light now. Let me tell you, my goodness, this ability is so good. And I'm using the nerfed version, right? It was nerfed a couple of patches ago. It was way stronger before that. I can't imagine what it must have been like then because it's unreal now, man. Uh, Living Dark is that bubble that Templars put on themselves, and it basically makes them really difficult to kill. Uh, you get a, a 2,000 heal whenever you take direct damage, once every 0.5 seconds, and it also snares people who are attacking you by 40%. You can just say the bubble that's on all the Templars. That's The it. bubble that you see on all the Templars, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Um, so that 2,000 heal uh, from direct damage every 0.5 seconds, so basically, if somebody is light attack weaving a spammable on you, then both the light attack and the spammable are proccing that heal. And what's really nice is, you know, this thing makes me a lot tankier. It makes me able to absorb a lot more damage. But Betsy's defensive strategy has always been about mobility and movement and kiting and line of sight and all that stuff. This makes that easier, too, because it's slowing everybody down by 40%. So even like my, my main defensive strategy, it's helping me with that. Plus, I can actually tank out more damage than I could before as well. So just in every way, it's making me so much more survivable. It's also a really effective deterrent. This is something that I was not really prepared for, but people just see me in that bubble and they just don't attack me. They just don't want to waste mm -hmm. the resources. They know it's going to be difficult to, to kill a Templar in that bubble. And I'm on the other side of that all the time. I see a Templar in that bubble. If I see someone without that bubble... As an option, that, as a target. Switching targets. I'm going to go for them instead, absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, it's funny how it makes me tankier, but since I have it, I don't need to be tankier because people don't attack me nearly as much. And one side effect of this, I really do think this is the key ability that's making Betsy so successful right now. Uh, an unexpected side effect is that my damage and my kill counts have actually... They've either, they're either about the same, or I think they've actually gone up just a little bit on average so far. And I've definitely lost damage. I mean, no question, my DPS is less, for sure. Um, but I think this Living Dark ability is allowing me to be so much more aggressive. I, I'm so much more survivable. I can be a lot more bold uh, and take a lot more risks and kind of push harder for longer and keep applying that pressure. Um, so it's just a lot more of the time I'm securing that kill before I have to break away and disengage and and recover my health and all that kind of stuff. You're a brawler now. Old Betsy brawler. It really has turned Betsy into more of a brawler, even though she's still, I mean, medium armor, well-fitted, orc, mm -hmm. you know, three swift. She has a bow. She's very kitey. She's still just as, you know, quick on her feet as she's always been. But yeah, she kind of also is kind of like a brawler right now, which I think is, that's kind of the problem with this meta, is everybody is a brawler, regardless of what else is going on in the build, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, if, you, um, if you're if you interested, if you want to see Betsy with this setup in action, I did put up a like a five-minute clip on YouTube a couple of days ago. It's just a five-minute, like there's like a song playing. It's just showing Betsy having a good time in BGs. If you just want to see it in action, you can. Just search for uh, Kit Sparrowhawk. Um, and... In the description of that video, there's a link for the, the written version of the build, if you want to see all those details. Really quick, this, this won't take long, but just while we're on the topic of Templars, I want to talk about um, Butch Mahoney, my Magicka Templar, who has just been collecting dust for months and months, probably like six yeah, months at this point. Yeah, a while. Well, ever since hybridization, I just play with yeah. Betsy. Betsy can do yeah, everything Butch can do. Yeah, because it was the hybrid. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what happened. 
So that's kind of what is what is happening to all my magic builds, really. But um, quick shout out to Uncle Sam for helping me come out come up with this idea. That's what is that Sam's third shout out for the episode? <laughs> Where's the tally? Uh, Who's keeping tallies? That we're actually seeing quite a few of these kinds of builds pop up. So we're not the first ones to come up with this build idea by by any means. This seems to be the Templar build. For, for the Templars that you do see out there, this is kind of the most popular type of setup. Um, so the idea is I'm going to take this character back to being a ranged build, which was his original setup. He used to be a ranged Templar. Um, so I'm going to use the Crushing Shock ability for my spammable, uh, the Javelin for a stun. It's, un, it's an unblockable stun. Uh, I'll have Purifying Light. I'll have the Radiant Oppression Jesus Beam Execute ability, which is majorly buffed. That's the one big buff Templars got yes. was that ability. And that's a whole lot of damage. That's a lot. Um, and then I'll have the Meteor Ultimate. And basically the whole idea is just to ramp up that Jesus Beam Execute. Um, so I think I'm going to use the Deadly Strikes set, because that'll apply to the Beam. Uh, and I'm going to do three Bloodthirsty on the Jewelry, and, and that'll all apply to that Beam, ramp up that Execute damage as well. Um, so I think that's going to be really strong. The combo is just going to be put Purifying Light on them, toss a Meteor at them, Throw the unblockable javelin to stun them, so they they have to eat that meteor, uh, and then burn them down with the beam. And that, I think that's going to work pretty well. Uh, that beam is unreal. Um, I just put a a quick build together in the build editor, and with that, the beam is uh, has a 16k tooltip over 1.8 seconds. So if that gets the full 500% execute multiplier, that's 80,000 damage oh my over 1.8 seconds. That's not counting the bloodthirsty jewelry, ramping that up with another 1,000 weapon and spell damage behind it as well. Oh so that thing's going to be just ridiculous. Yeah, that's going to be the finisher. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. I actually have not put this build together yet. It's just in the idea stage right now, but... I'm excited about this. I've been needing a way to differentiate this character from my Stamplar because for the longest time they've kind of just been identical. And so that just means I just play with my Stamplar all the time. Um, this dude going to being a ranged build, I think there'll be more times where I'm like, I'm feeling like I want to play ranged today and I'll, I'll pick this character. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Davis, why don't you take the mic for a little while? You've been playing with Bear Claw. Your Stamden? Claw the Nord, my... Well, Stamden, he's a warden. Let's just put he's a, it that He's way. a warden, anyway. <laughs> we don't really know what he is anymore. It's all blurry these days. I'm actually curious, because we talked about this build a couple of days ago, but I think you've been kind of all over the place the last couple oh, of days. all over the place. This is this is the build that right now I am full in the depths of the theory crafting. Like, I am full in the depths of... We're in the weeds here. Oh, yeah. Every day he's changing a little bit. Uh, yeah. I actually, you know, I was telling you, I just did a, a battleground with Sam uh, just a couple hours ago and had a different build, you know, trying out different builds. So uh, definitely in the weeds with the theory crafting his his uh, his kind of locked in build that is that is kind of the the go to right now um, is more of a of a warden pet build, if you will. It's a five piece defiler, which we'll come to back to that one in a second. But. Five piece defiler, uh, three piece agility, uh, the Maw of the Infernal Monster set, uh, one piece trainee, and one piece Oaken Soul. Okay. Um, and then obviously, so kind of what I say, the reason I say Pet Warden is that he, he does do the bear ult. Uh, that defiler summons the, uh, I don't know what that thing is called. Uh, 
Is that the one with the hunger? Is that what yes, it is? the hunger. Thank you. Yeah. So it summons that hunger that spews poison and it can stun you and it's AoE damage. You know, the Maw of the Infernal Monster set summons the Daedrith. And mm-hmm. so he kind of throws all this stuff out there. And it, it is a fun build in the sense that it really it really just creates a kind of havoc for the battleground. It's a kind it of It really a, does. I've been <laughs> on the receiving end. We were queuing up for some solos last night and we ended up on opposing teams a couple of times and man, it is it is a mess to deal with with the bear <laughs> and everything else. It is it's a just wacky all time. Over the place. And yeah. so I do like that part of it. I think that that I really like that setup. Um uh, and and it's the reason I, you know, I say Stamina Warden or Magicka Warden, I don't really know what he is. I'm actually using the Magicka version of the Cliff Racer for that 400 weapon and spell damage. Very nice. Um, and so it, it kind of ramps up the damage. But everything else on the build is Stamina with that setup in the sense that he's, I use, uh, you know, it's Oakensole, so it's only one bar. But Warden, man, Warden is built for Oakensole. They really only need one bar and they are set, but... Uh, I use the new Deceptive Predator Wings, uh, Minor Evasion, and, and that's working great. You know, with the with the um, the new buff to Wings, where it actually uh, it gives you that snare removal. Snare removal. Thank you. Yeah. That is what I was looking for. Uh, that is great. That ability is is fantastic now, and so that's working out well. I have uh, Vigor on there. You know, Sub Assault, and then I use the Mushroom Heal. And the build's very tanky, throws a whole mess on the battleground. I mean, there's just stuff running around everywhere. Uh, and it does it does decent damage. Um, it You know, kind of like what you said earlier, it's, it's not a kill count build. It's not going to get a whole lot of kills. But it is kind of a good brawler build that will do decent damage, throw a mess on the, on the battleground with all the stuff out there. Uh, and it's a good team, kind of a team player build. Um, I start when I first started out the build. I was actually using dual wield. Just ain't right. Bear claw without a bow just ain't right. It just wasn't right. And so I was trying that out with the cliff racer. And man, that that cliff racer, it just doesn't work with. In my opinion, it just it's just not right unless you have uh, a ranged attack with it, uh, yeah. a bow to go with it. It it just was weird. It felt weird, and I just my light attack weaving just seemed off. And so uh, I was trying a couple, you know, I tried them out one night and was doing that dual wield and it just didn't feel right. And then I did that exact same build, but just switched to a bow and it felt so much better. And my damage actually went up and my light attack weaving was fixed, which is, you know, with a bow, it lowered my overall weapon damage, but it just felt mm-hmm. so much better. And, and the whole build just kind of went a lot smoother. Um, and so that that's kind of the I that's that's the the go to build right now. But like I said, I am fully in the depths of theory crafting, um, and with all of this warden buffs, uh, magical wardens specifically uh, got a whole bunch of buffs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really looking at potentially switching bear claw to a magical warden, or at least seeing what that looks like. I'm already using the the cliff racer, uh, the magical morph of the cliff racer. And, uh, so for, you know, for that weapon and spell damage, the magica version of the sub assault, while it is del- that second attack is delayed by additional three seconds. It is a much larger tool to, uh, first of all, the very first attack, both of them are three seconds. The very first one is a, is a larger tool tip. And then the second one, while it is six, you know, has that six second delay, it's almost a double the damage tool tip. 
And so there's more damage with that. And then I already use the Magicka damage, the magic damage version of the bear. Mm -hmm. And so what I've kind of looked at is all of my attacks are magic damage. The Cliff Racer, the the Magicka version of Sub Assault, which I think is, uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but uh, Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I was just looking at it. Deep Uh, Fisher. Thank you. Thank you. It took me a second. Deep Fisher. uh, And then the bear. So all three of those, that's all my damage that I do on the build. And it's all magic damage. And so I've been playing around with this build idea of what would happen if I switched all those, you know, did all full on magic amorphs and put War Maiden on there, which is the five pieces, 600 damage buff to magic damage. Mm -hmm. And it makes the tool tips through the roof. I mean, they are crazy high. Um, and I've been kind of in the build editor testing it out and I've even tested it out in the regular game. Um, and it, it is crazy high damage. He hits so much harder and I, I like how much he's hitting. He's just laying in the damage, but I've really struggled to figure out what to put with the war maiden. So it's Oaken soul war maiden. And then I've tried a whole bunch of stuff. I've tried vitality. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no. What's that say you said, Ken? I, what, are you, what are you talking about? Wretched Vitality. I do think Wretched Vitality is a possibility because here's the thing, and this is just gonna, this is really gonna make you hit the the Wretched Vitality siren. <laughs> the problem when I switch to this is sustain. Um, mm-hmm. The sustain <laughs> is miserable trying to set him up as a Magical Warden with the Oaken Soul one bar build. Uh, I've tried all these different sets. I mean, I tried, I went deep into the into my sets. I, I put Briarheart on there. I put Seventh Legion on there because I do have Vigor on there. And so I thought, you know, the new Vigor gives the minor resolve, so that should kick it on. Which, by the way, the new Vigor does not proc Seventh Legion. It should, but it does not. I did a, I spent like 30 minutes trying to test that out. Took Oakensole off because I thought maybe that was it because it's already given you buffs. Nope. I could hmm. not get the new vigor to proc Seventh Legion. Seventh Legion procs from uh, something that increases your armor, right? Yes. When you increase your armor, I wonder yeah. if you have to be in combat. Did you test that? Yep, I, I okay. tried being in combat, and I went into combat and tried it that way. I think it's, I think it's not working as intended yeah, because maybe. from everything I could see, the new vigor should proc it should, Seventh yeah. Legion. So yeah, I I think. I probably will when when it's all said and done, I think I will probably end up with the war maiden setup. Uh I just don't know what that fully looks like yet. I know your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, well, I basically just run the same build on all my characters, so I don't really have to well, think but, about it too so, much. <laughs> so let's you know, let's get into the nitty-gritty here a little bit. Let's talk war maiden with the uh back bar so if if i was to go that route i think i'd do five piece war maiden back bar wretched vitality probably gaze of sithis but the problem is that i was thinking and you could you you know you you know wretched vitality pretty well is that if i go with this setup it's pretty much almost entirely a magic build uh at that point well, here's the and thing. So, Wretched Vitality is an excellent set for magic builds, too. That's what I was about to ask you, is that Wretched Vitality always strikes me as this hybrid build, but if it's just a magic build, is Wretched Vitality still worth it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, there might be 
something else that's more ideal, but I use it on a couple of Magicka characters because, you know, we talked about that set on the show before, you know, it's two sets. You know, even if you only look at just the Magicka recovery that it's giving you, that's a whole entire set. It's a full recovery set on its own. Uh, and then plus having all that stamina recovery is good for any build. You know, it's going to allow you to be really, still be like very athletic and all that kind of stuff yeah. and still feel like a stamina build. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, the, I, the reason I would say I will end up probably with this Ward Maiden setup is that I was testing it today. The sustain was awful. I did a couple battlegrounds and it just, I mean, I was drained on Magicka. Just couldn't cast anything. Um, but you know, when it, when I had that first kind of couple of times to go through the, um, the combo, it, it, the damage was insane. It was getting, it was getting up to about 6,000 weapon damage. And that's not including that 600 that, it, that the war maiden is putting on the tooltips. Mm -hmm. And so it was a whole lot of damage and it was hitting hard. I could tell, but I was just almost every fight and especially with the meta, the way it is now. So tanky. Sustain is, is in my opinion, a little bit more important than it's been because you have to sustain these long, brawly fights. Yeah. And as soon as you run out of resources, you're you're not going to get someone down with yeah, the fights right now. Fights last a while. Yeah, you're right about that. And so, and so I do. If I do go that route, I'm gonna have to figure out something with sustain. It may be wretched vitality. That may I may. This may be the one that finally does it. Uh, and I think it has plenty of damage that it doesn't really you know i think it has opportunity to put a sustain set on there it's got a lot of damage and the tooltips are yeah really and high. you could uh you could double bar uh war maiden and do like a black rose prison bow on the front bar and that would be some extra sauce there as well yeah that'd, yeah. Work, that'd work pretty well there's there's definitely opportunity there and and here's the thing is is going from the the stamina warden you know his 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 uh you know like i said i use the uh, it's the wings and then the stamina mushroom heal sub assault vigor. The the other appealing part to switching to kind of more magicka based is while you know vigor is great and the mushroom heal is also fantastic. Um, I'm switching to Arctic Blast, which is oh yeah one of the best abilities out there right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so good. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, and then I can also swap out that vigor for the shimmering shield or the one I already forgot the name of. You already reminded me once, but, uh, crystal crystallized slab. Yeah. And, uh, swapping out the vigor for that. And then the mushroom heal for the Arctic blast, uh, it's just more appealing. It's just, yeah. it's a lot more effective. Those are two much more effective abilities, uh, that, make me a lot tankier it's a lot more cc and they're just they're just better abilities in a bg and so those are also kind of pushing me towards this uh potential war maiden build is that the bar just looks better it's just better abilities that's kind of what i'm testing right now i, I at least got some some battleground testing in to where to see how much damage it laid into it um it uh it was it was taking some some chunks of health um, but every single time I just, just kept running out of, of Magicka. And yeah. so that's, if I'm going to go with that setup, I've got to figure out some sort of sustain effort. Wretched will solve that for you. It'll, <laughs> wretched, it'll wretched solves all your problems. <laughs> I mean, it really will. And then it's, it's not even like you're really losing damage because 
chances are you're using a recovery mundus and you can change that, you know, and that is a really good point because I am using the Magicka Recovery Mundus. But like I said, fully in the weeds right now with the with the theory crafting in this build. But even going back to the base build right now where it's that pet warden, it still feels really good in battlegrounds and it's performing really well. So uh, kind of what we were saying about wardens. He's feeling really good right now, regardless of the build I'm throwing on there, and I'm having a lot of fun with him. That's the bear claw I know, with just like a bunch of chaos happening. That is his go-to. Him. Is is the throwing all the. So here's you know I'll go I'll go I'll go a little deeper in this. The and this is going to be exciting for you. I was going to save this surprise for later, but I'll I'll say it. I'll throw it out there now. You're going to be <laughs> a fan of this surprise. Oh boy! So the idea is is that if I drop defiler off of this build. Defiler is poison damage, and so I've been looking for potentially different poison sets for my Bokro. So the potential is, is that if I take it off Bearclaw, I could throw it on my Bokro with the Swamp Raider, and here's the, here's the part that you're going to be excited about. The new Bokro name change. What? Oh, yeah. I don't know if everybody will get this. I know you will for a fact, but my Bokro's new name it's Nord or nothing. It's Nord or nothing. <laughs> it's Nord or nothing. Is the word it's part of it? Oh, yes. Okay. It's Nord or nothing. Dude, that's great. Uh, it's like Nerf. Huge, it's Nerf or nothing. Huge homage to Nerf or, Nerf, yeah. it's Nerf or nothing. Uh, but it's Nord or nothing, and it's that's the Boko build. So I feel pretty good about it. His name was Chief of Grief, which is also great. That was a good name. It's a good. Chief of Grief's good, but it's not Nord themed. So yeah. now we're going full Nord themed. It's, it's Nord, Nord or nothing. nothing. You just thought of that while you were at work one day, right? And you were just like, I got to <laughs> change that That's what I do all day home. at work, actually, is just think of Nord, Nord names. names. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. All my notes in my office are just Nord names and what rhymes with Nord and all of the Nord cities. That's, <laughs> it's just pretty much what I do. That's what I get paid to do all and day. you just keep getting promotions somehow. <laughs> I just keep moving up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's some, you know, I, I don't have the, the full bill. I won't go full into that build, but. Ideally, Swamp Raider, Defiler, it's Nord or nothing, Bokro build. feel pretty good about that one. I think that's potentially going to be a lot of fun. Well, it's funny you mentioned Bokros because that's oh. exactly who I was going to talk about next is my Bokro, Bobby Bobango. Bobby Bobango. I, I dare somebody to hear you say that name, and you just can't help it. You will repeat that name. You say Bobby Bobango. I say Bobby Bobango. Bobby Bobango. Bobby Bobango. It's, just... it's got a rhythm to it. <laughs> Son of Robert Bobango. Son of Robert. He does not prefer. He doesn't go by Robert. That's you know he's Bobby, but yeah, Robert is very important man. When he gets a little older, we might call him Bob Bobango. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's my Bo Crow, um, and you know I don't talk about this dude a lot, but. He really is for for as long as this character has existed, he's just kind of quietly patch after patch just been solid. You know, he's really never been bad. Um and he's in a pretty good spot right now. I I've tweaked him a little bit. He's still using a a version of the build that he's been using with with some changes. Um so he's doing Witch Knight's Defiance as a double bar set. Uh Wretched Vitality as a back bar set with a two-hander. Uh Black Rose Prison Bow on the front bar. Gaze of Sithis, Mythic Helm, and One Piece Magma Incarnate. So, of course, my my template is in there, like it is on all on all my builds. Um, 
But that Black Rose Prison Bow, that's basically the new thing that I've kind of fit into the build. And uh, that was a good move. That's that extra sauce I think this dude was needing, especially in this patch. Uh, he was kind of, before, he was kind of right on the edge of having like a, a pretty good amount of damage. But now with this real tanky meta that we're in, uh, he needed some extra sauce. Um, and that, that Black Rose Prison Bow is, is exactly what the doctor ordered there. And he used to use that. Back back in the proc meta back in the day, but oh the um, proc meta. We don't speak of that. Oh, that was his that was Bobby's best patch by far. <laughs> he's never been the same since that meta ended, but he's still really good. Um so I'm liking that Black Rose Prison Bow. Uh Witch Knight's Defiance, five piece set. Don't sleep on that set, man. It's a man, very, a, very good set. I think people sleep on that set because they see the five piece and think, yeah. well, that's not a whole lot of damage. But the two through four is what makes it go through the roof. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That that five piece is decent. It's like 369 weapon and spell damage against targets that have a poison effect on them. Uh, and it can be any poison effect. It doesn't even have to come from you. Um, so, yeah, that's a like it's an okay-ish amount of damage. But, yeah, the two through four piece bonus, it's just weapon and spell damage all the way down. Just a giant old stack of weapon and spell damage. So... That, with the five-piece bonus all combined together, it's actually a very, very potent set. Really good. And for a bow build, it's hard to have high weapon damage. Yeah, it's difficult. But this dude's, uh, like, in the ballpark of 6,000 weapon and spell damage. Um, or actually just 6,000 weapon damage, not spell damage, uh, because sure. of that set. So it's just a good build. If you're, uh, you know, this is the build I like to go to if I'm just wanting to play at range, uh, which generally means I'm kind of not wanting to sweat as hard. I can kind of hang back and and do a little something and, and help my team out. Uh, he's got that resistant flesh um, class burst heal with, with the wretched vitality, giving him plenty of magical recovery. Uh, so he has very good group support. Um, kind of. All my stamina builds are taking a very similar form, right? They all have Wretched Vitality, they all have group support, but they're primarily offensive-focused. Uh, I'm kind of liking it, though. I'm, I like the fact that it's... I'm really... Th this build, just this type of build, just kind of lets me focus on the class and play the class, and I'm not relying on gimmicks or procs or anything else. It's just what makes this class good. Let's really focus in on that. Uh, that's what I like about this kind of standard build template that I that I keep using. Yeah. But anyway, Bokro's in excellent shape. Uh, Witch Knight's Defiance, Wretched Vitality, Black Rose Prison Boo, Sithis Helm, One Piece Magma Incarnate. Uh, he's fitting in pretty good with this meta. A Bokro's really fun to play, especially if you're if you're rocking six thousand weapon damage. You know the the uh, blast bones. You know blast bones with the Bokro's just great, and so six thousand weapon damage. I bet that blast bones is hitting pretty darn good. Yeah, something about Necromancer, they're just really good as a bow build. It just works just yeah, it really just, well it for them. Fits. Yeah. Um, what's going on with Lord of Nords, man? What's the, the, it's time for the bi-weekly Lord of Nords update. The, the, the weekly Lord of Nords update. You know, here's the deal. We've probably said this before, but I'll say it again. Uh, Lord of Nords is officially my old Betsy. You know, uh -huh. he's just always good. He's always the perfect build set up. He just feels good. You know, I was slightly concerned with some of the changes. You know, uh, DK's got slight nerfs, and they, they were kind of really riding high there for a minute. And so um, they're not, you know, I don't think DK's are, are where they were, but he still feels great. Uh, no, they're not 
they don't have permanent 100% penetration and are unkillable anymore. Well, so and, not quite where the, they were. Yeah, I'm not quite there. But that's the thing is that I never, you know, I never ran that setup with Lord yeah, Lord. So yeah. that really, when they nerfed that kind of setup, which it needed to be nerfed, uh, that didn't really affect Lord Nords at all. I mean, obviously, Oakensole nerf hurts, and he's an Oakensole build. Uh, but he's still great. You know, we we did some some BGs with Lord Nords. He's yeah. still leaping, still Lord leaping, no problem. Um, just a reminder of the build: it's still uh, five piece Warrior's Fury, three piece Potentates, two piece Blood Spawn, one piece Trainee, and then one piece Oakensole. And uh, you know, it's he he's a spin to win build. He's got the spin, and then his spammable is that flame, uh, the Toxic Breath. I always yep. say Flame Breath. He. It's the stamina. It's the toxic breath. The poison breath, yeah. Yep, the poison breath. And uh, and then he just leaps. He just leaps, breath, and spins. Um, and the kind of little extra sauce that he's actually gotten with the patch is that I would even argue he's gotten a little bit better, is that I've thrown on there the, the you know, they changed, they made the changes to the, uh, the whip, oh, yeah. where now it gives you the passive, you know, uh, if you cast the flame ability, uh, you build up three stacks, and it's a spammable, so I always have those three stacks. They extended the length of those three stacks, and even when you use the whip, you still get the weapon and spell damage. Yeah, it stays. Yeah, Yeah, and so he basically just, you know, I threw that on there, had some space on the bar. He basically just got an extra 300 weapon and spell damage, and it kind of really somewhat, I would say, made up for the Oakensole nerf that he got. It kind of made that nerf uh, not as severe. And he feels great. You know, we did a couple BGs. He's still doing good damage, still tanky as ever, uh, and just, you know, he's just leaping all over the place. Uh, I love his current setup. It's, it is like the perfect build for the character. His, he jumps into a fight, and the more you beat on him, the more his damage ramps up. Uh, he, he is, he is uh, you know, like we said, I love me some brawls. You get into a fight, and it's just a dog pile. That's, that's my favorite type of fight. Lord of Nords is my favorite dude to be on when those dog pals happen. Is that he will leap into the middle of them? Uh, I want all the people beating on me as he's going through. He's probably enjoying this patch quite a bit then, because you can really just get in there and yeah, and just, it, it's just like it a mosh really pit. does work. It, it just works so well. He, you know, he's um, the uh, I should have I should have written this down. I'm so bad about remembering ability names, but he uses the oh I remembered it the coagulating blood. Oh, yeah. uh, it came it came back to me. Uh, he uses the coagulating blood, and that heal is it's the only heal on his bar because it's you know the one bar oaken soul, and that heal is so strong right now for him that that's that's the only heal he needs. It works perfectly. Um, I can cast that you know two three times tops, and he's he's ramped back up. And then, you know, about the time that if I'm starting to get concerned again, he's got a leap going. And so I really just alternate between leap and coagulate. And he's that's pretty much keeps him up for most of the fight. And he can just kind of alternate back between the two. And he's kind of getting resources and sustain from that. And it just has really worked out really well for him to get uh, to get pretty darn tanky. And, you know, blood spawns proc and that's adding to the tankiness. And you're using the leap, the morph that gives you that shield, the big, the yep. huge damage shield. Yes. I, I, you know, we call it the Magicka version, but yeah. you know, ultimate doesn't have stamina Magicka, but it's the one that makes it do uh, magic based damage. And, but it gives that shield. And so when I leap, I get the damage shield and that lasts me long enough. And about the time that wears out, then I've got the resources back to, you know, do the coagulating blood. So that'll heal me back up. And then, 
you know, then just kind of alternate between the two. You know, the three-piece potentates is reducing the cost of the leap, and so he was leaping all the time. Um, and, you know, blood spawns, proc, and more ultimate. You're he's Nord. already a DK. He's a Nord. Um, and so he just he just works really well right now. It's it's a really good setup. Um, I really have him locked in, and, and I feel really good about him. Yeah. Oh, and the minor heroism from Oakensoul. Yep, and Oakensoul's getting the minor heroism. And I really, you know... Major heroism that Oakensoul used to give to the patch now, minor heroism. Too much. That is a big nerf. It was too much, though. <laughs> it was too much. I mean, with him, like, I really, I really don't notice a whole lot. Before he, I always had leap. I was more saving it. And now, and he's not really <laughs> as silly as it sounds. He's not one to save the leaps. Like, if he has a leap, he should leap. That's the way that build works. Is yeah. Even if it's not an opportune moment, you leap just to keep yourself alive, and don't worry, a leap will be back again when you need it as a finisher. And that's a big part uh, of you uh, of your sustain as well. Like, you yes, got to use absolutely. that ultimate to keep He's your sustain just, going. I don't care if they've got full health or they're in execute. You just you use the leap when you have the leap, and that's the best way to play that character. Because, you know, it goes back to that Warrior's Fury set, is the more they're beating on you, the more they're ramping up your damage. So that first part of the fight, you're just trying to kind of stay alive and have as many people beat on you as possible. They ramp that warrior's fury up. And then once you've got, you know, this crazy weapon and spell damage, then you can, then your leaps are going to hit a lot more. You know, then their you'll, that breath will start taking chunks of health. And then you just start spinning, uh, spinning and leaping. And it's, it's such a fun build. I, I couldn't be happier with how that thing's working right now. I wish Zoss, would commission one of those cinematic trailers, you know, those really nice cinematic trailers <laughs> that make it Lord of Nords in a battleground Lord of Nords. and like Lord really of Nords. dramatize how he's just like cracking he, skulls in there. He's just mad and just yelling and just smashing into people. You know, part of what makes Lord of Nords, you know, that's, I think secretly, you know, the things that make us love old Betsy so much and Lord of Nords so much is they just have the perfect looks for mm-hmm. what the characters are. Lord of Nords, he looks like a freaking lunatic. He just does. <laughs> he looks like a freaking nutcase. Like the mad man. he's the guy that is in the bar 100 percent of the time. He never. He doesn't just talk. He screams. Mm-hmm. That dude's never not yelling. He's just. He's great. I love his look right now. He he looks like a freaking nutcase. Oh yeah, you get lots of compliments on that dude too. <laughs> I do. They're we'll be talking like, oh. in Discord, and you're like, hey, someone just complimented Lord of Nords. <laughs> someone just liked the look. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, always a pleasure running around with Lord of Nords, man. If that dude's on your team, like, you got a solid foundation to that team already, right there. <laughs> Absolutely. You got you have a guy that's going to go take the brunt of everyone else's damage and just kind of handle it, and you can do your thing. That's kind of been our, our exciting combo lately, is the, uh, you've been rocking your, your Stamblade. Yes, I love uh, it. You've been rocking the Stamblade with old Lord of Nords, and you're like, oh man, this is great. They're it's just nice. all beating on you and you're just kind of sitting in the back just picking your targets yes it's honestly we talked about that on the last episode but that's my favorite duo right now is you (laughs) on lord of nords me and my stand blade they're an unlikely pair but man it works because you're just you're just like causing a ruckus you know all (laughs) eyes are on you and that just that just frees me up to do my little strike from the shadows thing it's great Speaking of which, man, we just we just kind of naturally made some we're nice just, transitions we're just here. We're ebb and flow. We are in the zone. Um, Catface Johnson, my stamina nightblade, still the character that I'm always thinking about. I've spent most of this patch so far playing with my Stamplar because I've just been trying to get her whipped into shape. But 
almost without fail before I log off. It's like, let's just get one match in with Catface real quick. Let me just let me just log in with the Nightblade. I can't go to bed before I log in with the Nightblade and have a little bit of fun. Um, this guy's by far my best character at the moment. He's just consistently match after match after match in BGs, getting the best kill counts, getting the best damage, uh, just contributing the most to the to the overall team effort. Uh, and kind of like what we were saying earlier in the episode, I mean, this is maybe the first time we've, we've been able to say that about Stamblade specifically. Yeah, they're in a great place right now. That they're they're fitting in so well. And, you know, I do, I do nothing but play BGs. I'm a Templar main, you know, and I play all these different characters. And to be able to say that a Stamblade is my best character in Battlegrounds right now is, I don't know, I feel like that's quite a statement. <laughs> But, uh, it's just such beautiful poetry that it's Catface Johnson. Yeah. I've been rooting for this guy for so long. I know we've said that in past episodes, but it's just, I can't help but be excited. been rooting for this guy for a long time. I I'm know. talking years and years and years ago. Uh, I, you know, back before, this is back even before the cast. You, we would we would chat, you know, we used to work together. We'd chat over lunch break and we'd just, you know, the early days original version of scrolling was was just lunch break talks mm-hmm. and i'd be like hey you know how's old cat face and you're like nah he's he's not he's on the bench right now he's he's not doing nothing so, yeah to see oh, him yeah. now you you saying the words he's your he's your best performance character right now that's it's, it's pure poetry it is it is kind of funny uh yeah we've talked about it a few times how he's just he's been neglected for literal years and now now he's just like in just the best shape ever, but uh, looking good too, might I add. He has a real sharp look. I've I've, I've really zeroed in on his look. Um, but that's what I was saying earlier. Like wardens are, have kind of taken over, but I think really wardens are just really good at being survivable. But I think nightblades mm-hmm. are actually better at getting kills. And I think as this uh, patch goes on, as the meta continues to kind of evolve and stuff, I think a lot more people are going to start settling on Nightblades. I can't imagine they're not going to, um, cause it's, it's so much fun and they're just in such a good spot. So very effective right now. It's just, mm-hmm. how, how can you not? Yeah. His setup right now, pretty much the same, uh, as last time I talked, uh, about him, I made a couple of small tweaks. But it's uh, it's still wretched vitality on the body, Griffin's ferocity on the front bar with dual maces, uh, master bow on the back bar, gaze of Sithis mythic helm, and one piece magma incarnate. I'm thinking about maybe trying Stygian. That stuff's really expensive right now, so that's what's holding me back. But I might try replacing Griffin's with Stygian. Um, Stygian is a set that uh, it's an Overland set. And when you come out of stealth, it gives you 369 weapon and spell damage, I think for 10 seconds or so, something like that. It's another one of those where the two through four piece bonuses really make it. Also, it's yeah. like, I think it's like spell da- weapon and spell damage, weapon and spell damage, and penetration, something like that. Yeah, that's a good two through four. Really, really good Nightblade set. Um, because um, Concealed Weapon, my spammable, it now gives me minor expedition while slotted. And Griffin's Ferocity gives me minor expedition, so that, that redundancy is kind of bothering me. Um, so I'm thinking about maybe trying Stygian to see if I like that better. I may end up going back to Griffin's, because that minor force is nice, and that minor expedition would carry to my back bar as well. So there is that advantage. Um, so there's a very good chance I'll just stick with what I have, but I do want to try that Stygian at least. Go test it out. 
Yeah, just test it out. It'll only cost like 500,000 gold, so no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, <laughs> you got that. Don't worry about that. You got that. For I guarantee you, for a lot of people listening, that's just like nothing at all change. You know, it's just like they find that in their couch cushion. For those people listening, I am on the opposite spectrum (laughs) of the the finance tree. Yeah, me too. 500,000 gold is a lot for me. Ooh, that's a whole bunch. One uh, small change I've made to the build, not to the gear, but um, the Leeching Strikes ability. That's the the stamina sustain tool that Stamblades use. I've swapped it to the other morph, Siphoning Attacks. So it's a Magicka sustain tool now. It does the exact same thing, it's just Magicka. Um, that was a really good choice. It's kind of like what you were saying with Bearclaw, Davius. I'm relying on so many Magicka abilities, and actually most of the abilities mm-hmm. that I'm relying on the most are Magicka abilities. Yep. Uh, and I've got to a point where I was noticing, like, my stamina bar is always 100% full, and I'm always struggling for Magicka. Um, so that solved that, basically. I, I switched to Siphoning Attacks. My stamina sustain is actually be- it's 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 not better obviously but it's it's better in that i'm actually using the stamina that i have you know what i mean it's not just your stamina mm-hmm. bar shouldn't just be full all the time that means you're over invested in that case you know yeah absolutely uh, so it's actually a good amount of stamina sustained now um so that was a that was a perfect move and then i was doing four medium uh two light i've gone back to using five medium one light now that i'm using siphoning attacks I find that that five medium is a, a little more necessary just to get that stamina sustain right back in that in that sweet spot, uh, and I think that's perfect. I think this is a great example of what is so great about this hybrid meta and how, like the armor uh, passives and everything have been adjusted uh, over time, where you can dial things in. If I wanted to, if if four light two medium is what felt the most comfortable. No reason I couldn't do that, right? All those damage passives are still yeah. totally relevant and everything. Like anybody listening who wants to try to run a similar kind of build, totally free to just experiment with the the armor weights. Whatever you come up with is going to work out just fine. It's really just a matter of finding that balance of sustain that feels right for you. Absolutely. So that's really cool. Um, I'm getting better at figuring out how to do that medium attack weave stun that we talked about on the last episode. So when you hit someone with concealed weapon from a flank, it no longer stuns them, but it does set them off balance. Uh, and so, so the way you stun them is you hit them with a heavy attack or a medium attack and weave that into your next attack. Um, and that medium attack will be the thing that stuns them. Uh, it is kind of hard to pull off. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it takes some finesse, but I've been practicing. I'm getting better at it. And absolutely, man, if you set them off balance, charge up a medium attack, and then weave that into your Merciless Resolve, they eat it, man, every single time. There is no dodging that. So it's very rewarding, and I I like the fact that it's challenging, because it's that much more rewarding when you do pull it off. I've also found that, like, not having a reliable stun on this build has not been a big deal. I think it's just the fact that I can turn invisible, so defensively I'm (laughs) kind of doing fine. Yeah. But I really haven't missed it all that much, as much as I thought I was going to. That's that's very rare. Like, was that your only build that doesn't have a stun? I think so. That's kind of one of the things I consider to be mandatory in a build. You have yeah. to have a hard CC, um, which I technically do. It's just hard to do it. But um, yeah, it's been fine. 
Uh, I've gained so much respect for Nightblades after having played a Nightblade for so long. Who would have thought, you know, walk, walk a mile in a man's <laughs> oh, yeah. shoes. Or yeah, whatever. This is... um, it's not as easy as it looks. You know, I think if you're on the receiving end of ganks all the time and you've never played a Nightblade, you might kind of get it in your in your head that all you have to do is turn invisible and then hit someone and they die. Um, it is not that easy at all, <laughs> uh, especially against like experienced players that know how to deal with Nightblades. Uh, they're not going to die easily and they know how to deal with you. They know how to counter stealth. Um, and it's a challenge. It is a challenge to actually get kills consistently, especially in battlegrounds where, you know, your, your MMR goes up, you're guaranteed to be going up against players of a certain experience level. You know, you're not just picking on noobs in Cyrodiil or whatever. So. I've just gained a lot of respect for Nightblades. I also feel like the the devs have done a pretty good job at giving everyone the tools they need to deal with Nightblades. You know, in, invisibility is very strong, uh, but we have a lot of tools to deal with it. And the way they kind of change the interaction between uh, anti-stealth tools versus uh, versus stealth, I think I think they've done a pretty good job with that stuff. Invisibility is a really tough thing in any game that has it. You know, it's a really yeah. tough thing to balance. And I think this is about as close as I've seen it to being in a, in a pretty decent spot. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my takeaway. Nightblade, not as easy as it looks. Last build I want to mention, just real quick. I'm not going to spend a long time on this, but Aunt Lola, my Magic Award and Healer. She's my one uh, Oaken Soul build. Nice. Her setup that I've ended up with for now is uh, five pieces Rallying Cry, five pieces Hedy's Hearth, uh, Oaken Soul. And One Piece Magma Incarnate. So I've ended up, I think I've ended up settling with Hedy's Hearth instead of Gossamer. Uh, Gossamer gives you major evasion, gives you and your, your teammates major evasion when you heal them. Um, and that's a great set, but I've found that this patch survivability is so easy that I can do without that major evasion. I don't feel like I really need it that much. I'm getting minor evasion from my flappy wings, so I already kind of have that. Um, and so. Yeah, since survivability seems pretty easy, I think I'd rather use Hedy's Hearth just to kind of have more healing power. I'm reducing the uh, the stamina cost of all those core combat abilities, roll dodging and all that kind of stuff. Yep, um, that's nice. It's also like a nice... This character is all about having a bunch of magic circles, right? So it has that big oh, bright yeah. orange magic circle. It's a great, it's a great visual set, for Love sure. Love it. Love the visual. Uh, Rallying Cry makes a big magic circle as well. I have two ground AOE hots, uh, and my ultimate, the trees. I have like five circles oh, trees. that I'm like stacking on top of each other. Um, so it looks cool. It, it kind of goes with the theme, and I actually don't feel like I need Gossamer. A lot of the time, your teammates already have major evasion, so it's kind of a waste on them anyway. Um, so he's Hearth just kind of wins out there. But I've played a few matches with her. We've gotten into some sweaty pre-mades, and um, she's she's hanging in there. She's a legit healer. Uh, that Oaken Soul nerf, quote-unquote, uh, was actually a buff for her this patch, just because it just happens to work out that way with the buff coverage that she has and stuff. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with this character. I really like the fact, and you, you figured this out a long time ago, Davius, that like a pure <laughs> healer that just does not have any offensive capability, there's something fun about that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I can't quite put my finger on exactly why that is, but I, I enjoy it. It's a it's a much different dynamic, and like all of your priorities are shifted. Like, yeah, you just have a singular focus, and you can your goal is just to do that focus really well. 
I have my resto staff heavy attack, and sometimes if my team is focusing someone down, I'm like, I'm heavy attacking real hard, guys. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm helping. But uh, yeah, I like that. And uh, yeah, basically, if someone catches me off by myself, all I have, all I can do is just play defensively and hope that they leave me alone. And- Are you gonna throw the the Arctic? Is it Arctic blast? Arctic wind? I can't remember the name. of Arctic it, but- blast. Um, probably not. You throw it on this? No, I don't think I can. The only reason I say that is because. Arctic uh, Arctic Blast to me is, you know, we actually experienced this in a BG recently. That's brutal. It's a, fan, it's a fantastic heal, but the best part of it is that it's an insane CC. The CC it is, is nuts. A nightmare. Don't to forget. Deal with. Yeah, don't forget that one of the big buffs that it got is it, it has a fifteen percent chance to apply the chilled status effect, which for mm-hmm. a, for an AOE ability, that's a huge chance. If the warden is using the charged trait on their staff, that's a thirty percent chance in that case. Um, and if they're holding if they're holding a frost staff, then you're getting immobilized every time that happens. Uh, plus, the the ability is a stun as well. When they cast it, it stuns you. Yeah. And so that I was just curious if you were going to throw it on Lola just for the CC that it um, causes. That'd be nice, but it's an open soul build. I just don't think I have the room for it. It's a, it's a purely selfish heal, and so as a healer, it is tough because it, to it is a selfish heal. It yeah. If I go back to a double bar setup with her, I probably will fit it on the bar. But uh, mm-hmm. I think for this, I, I don't think I can. And I kind of like, like, that would kind of make her too aggressive now. Like, for my, my idea for, like, the roleplay aspect of the character. She stays back. Yeah, she's not. If she's, know. like, CCing people and stuff, like, that's, she's being mean, you know. She wouldn't, I don't think she would <laughs> f- feel good about that. She would be, like, apologetic. She just wants to help keep her friends alive. And that's all. That's all she wants to do. <laughs> uh, so we'll check in more with Lola uh, later on. Any other builds or theorycraft or anything else you've been up to in ESO lately? No, just trying to, now that uh, I'm getting through all this, uh, you know, stuff in the way, just getting into BGs. I'm excited. It, uh, you know, like we said, we've mentioned a lot of times that it's really tanky right now, but overall the BGs do feel really good right now. Yeah, it's, that's what I said about the, it's a tanky meta, but it's, and I generally don't particularly like tanky metas, but I'm able to actually kind of enjoy this one because I'm tanky too, and I don't have to make mm-hmm. a tanky build to be tanky. Like I can yeah. just kind of enjoy it with whatever build I have, and you know, it won't. There will there will come a time where it's a more of a high damage meta. I know that time will come. So for now, I can yeah. just kind of enjoy this for what it is. Well, and I think once they once they nerf the the Mara's bomb, the Mara's bomb yeah. set, I think that's going to do wonders for the current meta. That will help a lot. It's not going to fix everything, but they no, also but- said. Like before this patch ever dropped, I think it was like in a live stream or something like that. They did say that they have a lot more changes than this planned, and a lot of those are going to come in Q4. So this is kind of an incomplete sort of situation that we're in. Um, I did do the Vatistran Arena finally seven times. It took me seven runs to get the uh, the weapon that I wanted. What's up, Doctor P? A little late. Doctor P coming in. Hey, just in time, though. So, I am happy for you on your seven runs, but I'm also furious to my core <laughs> that you only did an arena seven runs and got what you needed. Yeah. It is such a... Uh, I'm on both... You know, that's a double-edged sword for me. I, I will be happy for you, but you don't know the pain. But I am excited <laughs> that you did Vatistran. I, I yeah, honestly I can say... 
That's my favorite arena of all the arenas. Oh, and yeah. all the, that, like that's my favorite one because of all the ones, and I, it's it's the newest one, right? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, of all of the arenas out there, it's the only one, in my opinion, that you actually like really have to focus on the mechanics. Like you can't, you know, there's ways to skip through and do that, but like every fight has like legit mechanics. There's not a whole lot of like mobs that you have to deal with like you you mainly are kind of getting to bosses really quick and then they're like you very unique mechanics for the boss you kind of have to learn and once you learn them it goes pretty well but i really enjoy that part of the arena rather than just wave after wave after wave after wave yeah Uh, i like that it's actual mechanics and you're actually kind of having to to strategically fight yeah, I like how it's set up. It's like a solo dungeon more mm-hmm. than a, an arena. And yeah, after like three runs, I could just blast through that thing. I just kind of knew what to do, and I yep. could just do it. What is it? Well, yeah, I wasn't. That's what's frustrating about Maelstrom Arena, right? It's like you get really good at it, and now you're just in farm mode, but Ugh. you can't do it any faster because you're just waiting on waves, you know. Uh, so this one, like, the better you get, the faster you can do it. Um, that final boss is really cool too. Trippy, like weird and cool. But I, I yeah. liked it a lot. Yep, very good. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to tackle it on veteran at some point. I just did it on normal, just because I wanted to hurry up and get this weapon for Betsy. Uh, I'll have to try it on veteran. I hear veteran really isn't too bad. Um, so I might give it a try at some point. In other news, I picked up the uh, the decon assistant uh, Gilladil, the rag picker. How dare you say that? I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> You're going to have to bleep that out. Funny title aside, that decon assistant is nice. Fantastic. It is so Take nice. Take the name out of there. It is a game changer. Man, I I did not realize. Like, I remember when they announced the decon assistant, I was thinking like, oh, I could see how that could be convenient. I don't need it. I don't need that at all. But then you got it, Davius. And mm-hmm. I I went to your house and you're like, hey. Check out this thing. And I got in there. I just happened to have a bunch of just trash gear in my inventory, and I deconned it all. And it just became so clear all of a sudden, like, oh, I can just do it all right here on one screen. It's so quick and easy. (laughs) Speaking of of Dr. Professor, as he comes in, I got to give him all the credit. We we were doing a dungeon run, and he he pulled the rag picker out. Pardon my French. All right, hold on. GrizzlyCon <laughs> here with the information. Gr- Ragpicker oh, is oh. a historical term, guys. It's a, from Wikipedia. A ragpicker or chiffonier is someone who makes a living by rummaging <laughs> through refuse in the streets to collect material for salvage. All right, my bad. There we go. Okay, there, there we, we go. go. You know, Ragpicker, right. excellent name for the <laughs> decon assistant. <laughs> Um, Sorry to but I, I, I got to give, you know, Dr. P- Dr. Professor a huge shout out. He, he pulled that out when we were doing a dungeon. And just like you said, it was just like the pards clouded, the sunlight came down and it was like, oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. You don't realize how nice it is until you do it. You're like, wow. Yeah, until this- you use it yeah. and you just clear out your inventory and you get all the mats that you're usually too lazy to get. Yeah. You don't have to go to town. Even if you're already in town, you got to go to each individual station yes. and all that stuff. Like, man, you can just knock it out in a second. Got to get that decon assistant. I paid real cash money for it. I, I use the I use this the assistant at Davius's house, and I'm like, all right, where's my wallet? 
<laughs> I need this. Yeah, gotta get it. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of all we've been up to. Um, as far as the Lost Depths DLC, I have yet to really experience the content, the dungeons themselves. I've not done them. I'm, I'm assuming you have not either, Davius. I have not. Anybody in the I... chat done either of the new dungeons? Are they cool? Do you know where they're located? Uh, I think they are in High Isle. I remember reading that, that they're both, oh, they're okay. both in so High both Isle. both of them are in High Isle. They're on one of the islands, yeah. is what you're saying. One of them maybe, is maybe on one, each one of them is on High Isle proper, and one of them is on the Prison Island. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm impressed you um, know that. There you go. I just remember reading that, but uh, yeah, I haven't done the dungeons yet. I'm not really wanting any of the gear, and I just don't really care about dungeons, you know. <laughs> so, unless unless it has like a set that we're really going for when you're when you're PvP focused, it's hard to go run, you know. We'll do a dungeon run every now and then, but if it, you know, if there's, if there's not a set we're looking for, it's, you know, we usually don't, usually don't do it. But yeah, no real surprises in the actual live patch. We were thinking there might be a surprise or two, but nothing really. Uh, the quick recap for, for the patch, uh, Nightblades, Wardens buffed, everyone else nerfed. Uh, <laughs> also a ton, a ton of Tales of Tribute adjustments. I didn't actually read them. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't actually read the changes because I don't, I don't want to give the card game my attention. Because, <laughs> but uh, I, I actually haven't been in a Tales and Tribute game for. I've been in a game for a while. It's yeah, but it's faded uh, a little bit for me. If anyone listening, if you're really into the card game, you might want to read over those patch notes because it was a pretty lengthy list of uh, of stuff. I imagine they just had to do some initial like balance, balance changes to the game. Yeah. People probably found loopholes. You know, it was the first edition, so I'm sure they made just a whole bunch of balance changes. Emails and shout-outs. We did get an email this week, special week. We got an email from Dr. Professor. He says, shout-out to Grizzly Khan. Woo. Ooh, that's a, that's a classy email right there. <laughs> that's classy. Uh, so there you go. Grizzly Khan, shout-out. By request from Dr. Shout Professor. Out Grizzly Khan. Uh, Dr. P will send you your shout out Grizzly Khan t shirt. It's in the mail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to Dr. Professor for sending us an email. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Dr. Professor says, Shout out you guys. Oh, man. I think he's talking to us. I think he means us. Well, maybe he's he could be meaning just the rest of the chat. Uh, well. That's a good point. Shout out to the chat. Who we got? Mr. Go. Moon, Grizzly Khan, Dr. Professor, Crimson Knight. Sam was in here for like 10 seconds until he realized that we were recording a podcast that he bounced. Does Q Pop for his BG. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a good uh been a good time. We have a guild. <laughs> it is called Stoons Goons. It is the best named <laughs> guild on the PCNA server and is also the official guild of the Scrolling Podcast. I've told you, my only request for a bleep is you just bleep out named. But it is the best named guild. <laughs> I know, but it's just going to be you saying, Stoon Schoon's best bleep guild on the server. <laughs> then people say the best, they'll think I'm saying best damn guild on the server. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we're looking for. That's That's, you know. Go students. 
If you'd like to be a member of Stoons Goons, send us an email at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com uh, and we'll get you in there. Or if your guild roster is full, uh, that's okay. We'll invite you to the Discord. That's really the home of the guild anyway. And anyone who's in the Discord is a fully-fledged goon as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so scrollinpodcast at gmail.com if you want to join up with our uh, our little community here. Um, also scroll and podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. If you just want to send us an email about anything, suggestions about the show, questions, uh, stuff you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, build ideas, um, tell us a joke, say hello, anything you want. Scroll and podcast at gmail.com. What else we got, Davius? I think that's it. See you in the BGs. See you in the BGs. Snap. Three, two, one. Boom. Yes. I think we got that down pat at this point. Yeah, I think we're pretty much four episodes in. I mean, I think it's so good at this point. We could just do that as an episode. We need to sneak an episode in. It's just a snap. Boom. That'd be cool. Play the opening <laughs> music. Snap. Boom. Closing music. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it. They'll get it. That's the one that's going to generate all the emails, and mm-hmm. everyone's going to mm-hmm. going to send us over the top. You ever seen that movie, Sylvester Stallone? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh definitely. About seen over arm the top. wrestling. No, I was telling you about the old sunsets. Mm-hmm. Got another one to send you here. Oh boy, we're probably getting tired of. Special treat for the Scrolling Podcast chat crew in Oklahoma Sunset. This is the one. I, I really pity everyone who gets who lives their entire lives never getting to see a beautiful Oklahoma sunset. This is the one that I'm literally looking at outside my windows right now. Look at that, guys. Look what you're missing out on. Beautiful state of Oklahoma. That is pretty. Take that, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Florida. Where's he at? Take that, Florida. Beautiful air pollution. Grizzly, <laughs> always naysaying. Darn it, Grizz. Oklahoma's pretty, I think we have pretty clean air here, really. I think so. I have compared no to, idea. Compared to Texas, absolutely. Oh, Get out of here, yeah. your air pollution. No, I bet where Davis, where you're at, there's really probably not much uh, air pollution at all, I wouldn't think. Nope. Well, same thing for you, I would think. There's not that many people uh-huh. where we're at. Yeah, yeah, we kind of live further away from the larger cities now. Now we do. Yeah, now. <laughs> Once upon a time, that was not the case. Not always the case. Me and, Dave, me and Davies were city change. boys. Once oh, upon yeah. a time, city oh, yeah. slickers. But we wear ten-gallon cowboy hats now mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Tightest jeans we can find. Oh yeah. <laughs> Biggest belt buckles around. Oh yeah. I can't sit down with it, actually. It hurts. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> it uh, it's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Just kidding. That's not how I dress. I dress strictly for comfort.
no other consideration. Me too. Totally me too. <laughs> that is not true for you. <laughs> Have you told people about your dressing habits in real life? I don't think I Davi- don't think Davis I've has about two it. Davis has two outfits. Mm-hmm. It's either full shirt and like suit and tie yep. every day oh, of yeah. his life. Or if he's not in that, he's in like a well like OSU pajamas. Yep. OSU <laughs> basically. And t-shirt. Yeah. Those are the only clothes he owns. That's, that's I mean that's not that's not exaggerating. That really is the only clothes I own. <laughs> This guy, his first day at his new job happened to be a casual Friday. Yeah. And he, he he's like, sorry, boss, I'm not going to be able to participate in casual Friday. I'm going to have to wear the tie. It's just got to do it. The overall head boss, the, the main dude, came and threatened to cut my tie with a pair of scissors. Oh, no. Uh, so will you I- ever participate in a casual Friday? You think? Um... Well, I mean, what what's your terms of uh, participate? Jeans and t-shirt, tennis shoes. So I wore my regular getup, but I put on tennis shoes with it <laughs> because we did Orange Friday. Okay. And I have tennis shoes that light up orange. Okay. That doesn't count, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying baby steps you know, you know starts you with go. the shoes it's pretty casual you know hey next time here here here's what you do next time here's the next baby step all right you you the full suit and tie and everything with the <laughs> with the shoes the tennis shoes and basketball shorts whoa from, uh, from the waist yeah, up yeah, waist yeah, up's yeah, the I'm same uh, waist up is a suit and tie <laughs> Uh, just show up and see if anybody notices. He's making changes, all right? Just let him let him be. Petty loafers in a sports coat and pleated jeans. Could you believe it? <laughs> the scandal. <laughs> the scandal. Pleated jeans are coming back. <laughs> it's wishful thinking. <laughs> I had a pair of Levi's silver tab pleated jeans back when the, pleated jeans were cool. The, how about the stonewashed? Huh? Get you some stonewashed? Those back in style? Those got to be back, right? Surely. Mm-hmm. You see these kids, the way time. they dress. It's been enough time. Dude, I, I can't. I feel I feel like my parents, but I'm seeing the fashion from when I was in high school coming back with like the big K-Swiss white shoes and all that stuff. Like, I'll tell you it's come, what. It's all come full circle. You know, they always say style repeats itself. You know, it always comes back around. But I will tell you, I'm pretty confident of a style that was from our day and age that will never come back and when Jinkos. i yes you do it right off the bat <laughs> you see the pictures and you're like what were we thinking what was going on grizzly says people are saying jinkos are coming back no way welcome to scrolling podcast by the way uh this is all going in the show <laughs> uh friggin' jinkos I had a pair, but I had a pair. I got a pair early on before they got like way out of control. They were just like a little bit wacky, you sure. know, like, well, those are kind of some baggy pants right there. <sighs> but it wasn't like to the point where the pockets were like on the ground and crap like that. I wasn't quiet to that point. My parents refused Mullets. to ever buy me a pair. Never owned a pair. They refused. A friend of mine gave me a pair that were too small for him, actually. That's how I got mine. There you go. 
And I didn't dare wear them if my dad was around. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> That's really what Jinkos were. It's just the ultimate rebellion of our generation. Oh, yeah. Jinkos wallet chain. Mm-hmm. I, I wore Airwalk shoes. Duct tape wallet. Don't forget that. That was important. I had like a leather, like a rawhide leather wallet. Okay. Okay. And um, I used to dye my hair really bright, crazy colors. Nice. My dad hated it, which is Wild. why I like doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was a, uh, you know, it wasn't actually rebellious though. Like I didn't, I did not go to parties. I refused to ever drink or do any actual bad kid stuff. My rebellion was like, I'm going to dress funky. I'm going to be like a weirdo, <laughs> and I'll show, and I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Because I like grew up in a rural, rural area. Everyone's all countrified and stuff. It was like I'm going to be a weirdo. Anyway. You want to do a podcast? Let's uh, let's cast. Okay.